I'm Ashley. I'm Jen. And I'm Sarah. And we are Unabridged, the podcast where teachers take on books. Join us each week for bookish episodes and check out our website, unabridgedpod.com, where you can find lots of new bookish content every week. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at unabridgedpod and message us there or see our website to get plugged into the unabridged community. You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Unabridged. I'm Jen, and this is Teaching Tidbit Facilitating Discussions. So as an English teacher, one of my absolute favorite activities is the whole class discussion. I would say that it is the anchor for the way that I teach English. I really like that it prioritizes student ideas and gives them a chance to work things out with their peers. I like that it lets them hear other people's opinions and to figure out how to disagree with opinions in a polite way, in a debate, rather than attacking the person that they're attacking the idea. I really like that they are forced to back up their ideas rather than just saying, this is my opinion, they have to explain why. And I think it's just a really great practice for something that they'll be doing for the rest of their lives. So then maybe they won't be talking about books, but they'll certainly be discussing other ideas and other subjects. Now, even though I love them, I have to admit that for some students, they can be really difficult. I'm especially noticing that shift as I move from the number of students I had last year in class, which was halved, to the number I have this year. And so I'm up with a higher number of students again this year, and it can be really difficult for quieter students or students who are more shy to get their ideas in there, to get up the courage to speak in a class of students. And even though I work really hard to build a community, I have to be aware of the fact that whole class discussions can be really challenging for some students. So I wanna talk today about ways to facilitate discussions that aren't whole class. One of the first can happen in the class, just impromptu. So sometimes if I throw out a question and nobody has a response, I'll do something, technically it's called think, pair, share, but I'll just say, turn and talk to the people around you, make sure that everyone has someone to talk to, and talk about this idea. And a lot of times then, if students can share in small groups and kind of work out their thoughts and get some sort of feedback so they know the way their idea will be received, then they are more likely to be willing to share that idea in the larger group where sometimes they can encourage the person with whom they were talking to share that idea. And so it's a little less risky for them if someone else says the idea and is then getting the feedback. So I keep that really informal, but I have found that that's a great way, particularly at the beginning of the year, but really all the way through for everyone to get to say their opinion. Sometimes I will just let that happen and then I'll I'll sit where I'm sitting. I always sit in the circle with my students and then I'll let them share. Sometimes I'll walk around the circle so I can hear what everyone is saying and I can get to have some one-on-one or one-on-two conversations with my students. Another type of discussion that you can try is inner circle, outer circle. I've set up this before. So you divide the class into two. You have the inner circle device-free, and they are there, well, I should say device or paper-free, and they are there. They're going to have the oral discussion in the center. And then the students in the outer circle can use either paper or an online discussion device to listen, reflect, comment on what's happening in the center circle. 
and then at some point you flip. So for example, if the inner circle is talking about, let's say, Their Eyes Were Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston, I might throw out a particular question, and then the students in the outer circle can either respond to what they would say to that question, or they can listen to what the inner circle students are saying and then type their commentary. And so the outer circle can kind of have a back channel chat sort of thing. And then that gives them the opportunity to share ideas in a lower risk way. And then when you flip, they have the opportunity to shine in that opposite way. So it's a way to kind of have both activities happening at the same time and to give different students a chance to shine in different ways. My LMS, my learning management system is Schoology, and that has a discussion component as part of the application. And that allows me to set up online discussions. So I've done those whole class. I find that just like in the whole class setting, a whole class discussion, even online, can be quite intimidating. It can also be difficult for students not to just repeat the same ideas other students have had. So what I like to do is set up small group online discussions ahead of our in-class discussion. Just like the Think, Pair, Share or the Turn and Talk, this allows students to work out their thoughts in a smaller group to kind of test out what they think. For students who require more time to process a text or an idea, I think this also helps them to anticipate what may be coming in the whole class discussion. So sometimes being able to write out what they think ahead of time makes them a little more willing to share that thought with the entire class. So a couple more options. So even though I love the whole class text and the whole class discussion, literature circles can be a great way to mix things up, to give some choice, to put students in smaller groups to work through a text. I talked about those in Teaching Tidbit 5 if you want to hear more. I think that some other things that work really well are Flipgrid, which I absolutely love. Sarah talked about this in Teaching Tidbit 18, but this is a way for students to post their thoughts about something in a video, and then other students can either reply with text or with video. And while I wouldn't use that all the time, I do think that can be a great way to have a different type of conversation. I will warn you, for all of these, some students are going to prefer one way over the other. So I've done Flipgrids and some students don't like to be on video. And that's okay, there are ways in the app and in the application around them having to show their faces. If you wanna have an online discussion in the moment, Nearpod has some great options. You can throw out a question on a Nearpod, and then once students are signed in, they can respond. You can set it up to be either anonymous or to have their names attached. You can, if you're worried about this, set it up that you approve their comments first, or you can just let those comments appear on the screen, and then you can put those up front so students are seeing what other kids are posting, and then you can either just leave it at that or you can follow up with a whole class discussion. I guess what I'm advocating here for is offering an array of types of discussion because I think that it is so valuable to have this skill, but you also have to recognize that different students are going to approach this assignment in different ways.
If you have any questions about discussions or about the way I run things in my classroom, you are welcome to email us at unabridgedpod at gmail.com. And I'll put links to the tech tools that I mentioned in our show notes. If you have questions about the technical elements of any of those, we are happy to help with that as well. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We'd love to hear them. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at UnabridgedPod or on the web at unabridgedpod.com for ways to support us. To get more involved, you can sign up for our newsletter, join a buddy read, or become an ambassador. Thanks for listening to Unabridged. To get more involved, you can sign up for our newsletter, join a buddy read, or become an ambassador. Thanks for listening to Unabridged.